Hi there, this is Tell Me About Your Elf. It's a show where I interview people and the characters they play in Dungeons and & Dragons and other similar role-playing games. I'm your host, Cole Lasseter, and today's guest is Heather. So Heather, tell me about your elf. Alright, well her name is Andraste Nailo. She is a wood elf from the Forest of Tavir. She is a level 8 rogue. Okay, so you'll be my first rogue of Woo! the show. She likes using... Uh, ranged weapons is her thing. Stays well, kind of far away. If you were to attack with her, how would you phrase it? Um, I always say it in an accent for some reason, but it's, I'm going to shoot this with my bow. My bow. Always. Um, and it's a uh, oath bow, to be precise. It is the, a magical weapon. Yeah, the oath bow from the Dungeon Master's Guide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty... Pretty good weapon. I'm pretty uh, good with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's no big deal. I'm pretty good with it. I mean, so far you'll you've dropped folks pretty handily with it, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so class, level, race, sub race. Um, what was her? What is her background? Like her in the book background? She's an Outlander. Okay. So, um, what was growing up like? If she's an Outlander, she's a Wood Elf. Uh, has she? Did she grow up in a town? Did she? What was her family like? Or her early life life. Um, she grew up in, I don't want to say a coven, but I guess like a clan. Mm-hmm. Um, just with other wood elves that are, you know, semi-related to her. They kind of grew up in a group setting, I guess. It was less mom and dad and elders of the whole clan that you would kind of listen to. Um, and she mostly did some hunting and gathering. And she, as she got older she would start to actually hunt, which is where she found she was pretty good with a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a it-takes-a-village-style upbringing then. Exactly. Uh, but that got kind of boring, and she wanted to see what else was out there. So she left home and went exploring. Okay. That seems fairly cut and dry. Just a... Uh, not really cut and dry, obviously, but like a... Um, you just wanted to see the world, and then... Uh, you, you did. <laughs> um, I had a question. I was going to make a reference to Brave. Just like, so any ha- uh, propositions to Hanson marriage, the clan <laughs> set up, the being related to everybody. Um, but I think with the my bow, we've already established our, <laughs> our Brave reference. Um, so if she's the ranged weapon, what, uh, what is she like? Like, personality-wise, is she kind of serious? Is she silly? Is she... What kind of role does she play? Is she the straight man in the group? Like, um, she's definitely more serious than other characters that I've played, um, which is also quite different from myself. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to play that because you know get to try other things. Um, yeah, she's just kind of like no nonsense, okay. sort of. Yeah, but then she, like sometimes she is kind of nonsensey. Like uh, one of my favorite things about her. Or one thing that happened was we got into a bar fight just because she was yelling nonsense. And, uh, well, it started with, um, it was a hand, was it? Not wrestling. What is this called? Arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. Uh, it was an arm wrestling competition, and we were cheating because uh, one of our little teammates had these gauntlets on that really upped their strength. And Andraste was a little drunk and was just kind of... Um... I don't know what the word for that is. When, not prompt, not prompting. What is it? Ag- aggro. 
uh, it's, uh, it's instigating. Like, sort of. It's like when the other person, like you're trying to... Egg them on? Yeah, sort of. You're trying to get them like angry. Mm-hmm. So I was just... Provoking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I was just provoking them, just yelling stuff. And then it ended up being a bar fight that I got uh, knocked out in and flipped over a bar. <laughs> Which was pretty fun. So mostly she's no nonsense, but... Uh, now how'd you get knocked out? Because rogues, they try to avoid <laughs> combat. So yeah. how, how'd you get knocked out? <laughs> um... Well, I have, I have sleeping potion and darts, and uh, I had put the sleeping potion on one of the darts so I could, you know, make one of the other guys fall asleep, but uh, I rolled a crit fail, and I stabbed myself with it, and I passed out, <laughs> and then the barkeep kind of flipped me over. So that, it sounds like you kind of made it easier on them with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't very helpful. Well... From the sounds and maybe have been either a participant or have watched that bar fight, there was a lot of that going on, unfortunately, on everybody's part. But um, so she's a wood elf. Uh, what's what she um, what she look like? I guess like do you have like a mental picture of her? I do. I'd say a physical one, but obviously this is an audio format, so yeah. <laughs> that won't translate well. Um. Well, she is obviously um she's a girl. She is about four eleven. And she's kind of medium build, a little bit muscular. Um, mm-hmm. She's about 120 pounds. And she has copper skin and light brown hair and light green eyes. Okay. And she is 154 years old. Oh, my goodness. In so, wood elf years. Yeah, that would probably be about like 20-ish, Around I guess, there, like yeah. young adult of yeah. elf age. Yeah, I elves suppose. come into adulthood around 100. Mm-hmm. So she's just a little bit past that. And they live about to, what, 800, I think? 850, something Yeah, like that. something up there. So she's just kind of starting out. All right, yeah. Uh, 150 years old, dude, and still young. Um, <laughs> do you have any self-imposed rules that say, like, is there any codes that she lives by? Um, hmm... Because as a rogue, you might not necessarily be too fond of the current legal system or, mm-hmm. or you know, the societal code of rules. Is there any yeah. that she, like, maybe some rogues or some folks are okay with stealing but not killing or anything like that? Um, she's kind of okay with everything, but she, she doesn't like to kill for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, if she's killing something for food, she'll, like, do a little prayer over it or something to make sure that it's not, like, it didn't die just because. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it's someone that's wronged her, however, she has no remorse, like, you're gonna go down. Unless you don't really, it wouldn't benefit her, then she's Mm -hmm. like, well, maybe not. It just depends, sort of. Um, So, you said a little prayer. Is she particularly mm -hmm. devout? She is, I, I wouldn't say devout, because it's not... Devout kind of implies to me, like, one god for mm-hmm. some reason. But she does have um, many a god that she actually worships. And I have a list of them. Okay. I won't go into super big detail, but... Um, Solanor Thalandria. Erevan Elisere, I think is how you pronounce it. Tarcellus... Oh, I don't know how to say this. Mion, Mionidian? Meneduin? Goodness. <laughs> Menenduin, I guess. Um, Sylvanus, Fenmorel Mestrine, 
Chevrash, and that's about it. All right, so kind of a pantheon then. Yeah, um, it's a little different from what the wood elves she grew up with tend to worship. Hers tend to be more, um, I don't want to say trickster. Only one of them is really trickster, but she does worship some lesser worshipped ones, like mm. uh, I believe Fenmorel Mesterine is not a common one. Uh, but that's the elven lesser deity of solitude and outcasts, and she kind of relates to that. Mm-hmm. Um, she also likes Shevarash, which is another elven demigod of revenge, loss, and hatred of the drow, which she started worshipping after she came back home mm-hmm. and found that her clan was either murdered or enslaved by drow. Okay. So, so that one is a relatively new one. All right, so there has been some developments with your family then in which mm-hmm. they are missing and she does not know where they're at? Correct. Mm-hmm. So uh, she just, after adventuring for a few years, um, the forests of Tether, where she's from, is kind of in south. What's the land called? I think in general it's called Faerun if there I is no other home Yeah, Faerun, yeah. It's in south Faerun. Um and where she's at right now is kind of north. And so she's been all around. And after a few years, she decided to come home and just catch up and tell everyone of her travels. But when she arrived, there was a few bodies thrown around. And everything looked like it was, you know, kind of thrown around and out of place. Mm-hmm. And, um... Like signs of a fight? Or... Yeah. So she doesn't know. If she didn't see their bodies, she doesn't know if they're dead or enslaved. Okay. But... Otherwise, signs of drow? Yes, yeah. They wrote, we did this. <laughs> drow were here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, she's seen plenty of combat. She's, you know, uh, she's a rogue. She's probably been to not ne- necessarily nefarious, or maybe not the cleanest of places. What makes her uncomfortable? Is there anything in particular that makes her uncomfortable? Or is there anything that's just ew, grody, like... Does she not touch the wet food in the bottom of the sink when you're washing the dishes, or... Um, she doesn't like spiders. Hello. <laughs> um, that's mostly because of, <clears throat> uh, Chevrash, actually, because mm-hmm. they kind of are represented by spiders, sort of. Yeah. Um, she also doesn't like magic wielders that don't have it from natural causes. So, if you studied magic to mm-hmm. learn it, she doesn't really like that. She doesn't trust it. And that's just something that the other wood elves in her clan kind of instilled in her. Because it's unnatural. Yeah, and maybe... it kind of interrupts the natural order of things. She Kind believes. of, maybe like the playing god type mm-hmm. idea. So, so sorcerers who are born with innate magic. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, wizards, obviously, off the books. Yeah. Druids, probably all right. Mm-hmm, mostly um, all right, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, probably the most all right. Now, warlocks. I would say warlocks will probably actually be... Well, maybe not, because it's like, it is knowledge that they're looking out for and making mm-hmm. a deal to serve, but um, I guess, have y'all encountered many warlocks or anything? No, um, I don't know if Andrasse you know would, <laughs> yeah, would have realized if she had come in contact with a warlock. Mm-hmm. So, ha- um... And this was instilled by her upbringing. Mm-hmm. Has has she had any negative inter- interactions with magic users since then, or is this just kind of a 
almost like a prejudice. Um, I would say it would be more like a prejudice. I mean, it's been just regular combat magic that she's come in contact with since mm-hmm. then. Um, but nothing particularly against her. So it's just a, a long-held prejudice, I would say. Oh, she's also not too, um, not a big fan of non-elves. She's not, like, outright racist, but she just sees an elf and trusts them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If if in your travels, or, like, if elves are a symbol of home, mm-hmm. and then in, in your travels you leave home, mm-hmm. maybe that's just Yeah, a... specifically wood elves and um, other types. Not high elves as much. Yeah. Because they're... Snooty. Yeah. Sorry, that's that's a prejudice that my characters hold usually. Not, that's not me as the uh, that's not me as the host. Um, how did you decide on her name? Uh, well, her original name wasn't Andraste. Actually, I created this character about a year before I actually started playing D anD. d I was actually with you in the apartment. Uh, we were all creating characters. Um, I've made some changes to her, but the name was one of them, mostly. It was Acacia. Oh, that's a good name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was It was Acacia Nailo. And I didn't really like it that much, because I think it sounded too much like like an actual person name that like you could know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know changed what, it. I don't know what folks you know, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I got that first name just by generators mm-hmm. on the internet and finding them. And then when we actually started playing, I decided I want to find a different name. And uh, my fiance has, I don't remember which book it is. but Xanathar's? I think it is. And it's got the list of names in the back. Mm-hmm. And I decided, like all of her stats, I would leave it up to Luck. And I just kind of rolled for her name. And the last name actually was the exact same one on the first roll. And I was like, all right, so the last name's staying. Okay. Yeah, almost a little serendipitous, yeah. I suppose. And then got it right in the first try. Yeah. And then the first name, I think I rolled I think I decided to roll three times. The first two I didn't like, and then the third one was Andraste. And I liked that one a lot because I also played Dragon Age mm-hmm. and one of their gods was named Andraste, and I thought that was really uh I guess symbolic for how spiritual this character would be. Okay. So I settled on that. Hmm. How does she feel about animals? Um, no particular way. I mean, like, they're animals. They're kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of views them, like, they can be companions, but they're mostly food. Um, she does really like wolves, because that is representative of one of her gods. Let me look at it really quick. She wears a uh, wolf skin, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a Solanor Thalandria. Thalandira. Is represented by a wolf, and um, they want to maintain the natural order of the earth, which she agrees with. So she does wear the wolf skin, and um, she likes the smaller animals, I guess, more as companions. But mostly when they're bestowed on her, she won't like go out and look for a companion. Mm-hmm. Um, like one time, she picked up a black sphere that ended up being an egg. For, I don't remember what animal it was. It was like a, a mini... fire snake? Yeah, I think it was a fire snake, actually. So that she carried, because she didn't know it was an egg, and then it hatched, and she's like, oh, neat. And then it actually died in the next session. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, a lot of poor decisions happened. Um, I was actually very upset about that, because most of them were not my own decisions, oh. but... Um, and he had a name... 
Chesterbor? Chesterbor, that's what it was. I don't know how I remember yeah, this, because I was not here for that session. I remember texting the group chat and being, Chesterbor died, <laughs> sad face. And we were like, who? Um, and then, actually, one of the characters that uh, helped cause his death um, ratted me out to some guards when we were trying to get into Neverwinter. Uh-huh. Um, I gave up all my weapons except for my daggers, and I just kind of like, I, I didn't really like that guard. He was mm-hmm. being kind of a... He was being a guard. Yeah, you know, not a cool dude. Just, just um, He was doing his job, yeah. but he was doing it, maybe. <laughs> so, I gave him my weapons, and I kept my daggers, and then we just, like, entered the city, and then this one character in question... Um, after he saw my daggers, he was like, oh my god, wait, guard, and um, made me give him back up. So, so this was... character, are they an NPC, or? No, they are in our party. <laughs> so you have a narc in the party. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, Doesn't he know the, the quintessential rule <laughs> about snitches? <laughs> I don't blame him, because I, his, his... I think his alignment is something lawful. Yeah, he's so... like, he was just, he was following the law, and in D&D, like, <laughs> I understand why his character would do that. But, uh... But, yeah, like, that's that was, um... I remember that happening. Yeah. I was pretty, uh... Pretty angry about that. Mm -hmm. Just because the guard... I didn't like this guard. So the character bought me, um... A raccoon. Which I now have as a companion. And his name is Peter. And he has a little red bow tie that the character also bought for him to apologize. That's sweet, I guess. (laughs) So, yeah, that's... uh, I think that might help out uh, with the party composition <laughs> yeah Peter <laughs> keeping just him out. alive um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so when she goes shopping uh is there mm-hmm. anything in particular that she Ooh, like what does she look for when browsing or does she mm-hmm. care for the simpler things and just doesn't care to shop much she doesn't really shop much if she does the first time she kind of was able to like actually shop was um when she got the oath bow Mm-hmm. Which actually cost her all of her gold. Understandably so. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it is I, a very uh, good item. Yeah, I really like it now. But at first I was like, oh man, like that really sucked. But um, that was the first shopping she did. And she doesn't really like buying things. Um, more like experiences, I guess. So like mm-hmm. there was a carnival in town once. Oh. And she like, paid for every booth to like go see the lizard man. And mm-hmm. try to win something, like a little fish. And then uh, she pays to get her hair braided. And stuff like that. Okay, but, so um, she likes to take care of herself? Well, like, mostly her hair. Mm-hmm. She, like, just can bathe in the river. Mm-hmm. But but she likes to keep her hair braided. It's just, you know, an elf thing. Yeah. Um, She mostly likes to get her fancy things just from looting because it is an experience. And that's also kind of intrinsically part of the adventuring lifestyle. Yeah. Most of the nice things you find are probably not purchased and mm-hmm. in as far as role-playing games and video games go i mean in particular i'm thinking literally of borderlands that mm-hmm. you can find the good really cool stuff in like the shopping areas but they're ridiculously expensive yeah and you're find better stuff in 15 minutes when yeah. you're on adventuring so well she's not averse to spending money um just because it really doesn't have much meaning for her because she can find food and water mm-hmm. in the forest she can live in the woods doesn't really matter um, but she'd rather spend it on, like, I guess, necessities. Mm-hmm. Like, we needed a crew to go on this boat with us, and so she just spent $500 for this crew. She's like, whatever. Or 500 gold, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it, it translates. Um, if you had to pick a celebrity lookalike, 
Um, Natalie Dormer. Okay, like Actually, even with the, the mm-hmm. little, I'm gesturing yeah. to my lips just for <laughs> y'all at home. It was actually um, one of our mutual friends drew a character design of her um, one time, and she asked me to describe her, and so I was describing her, and I'm like, I have this image in my head, but I can't imagine who it is. And as I was describing it, she's like, oh, like Natalie Dormer? And I was like, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I still have that in my binder at home. I didn't bring it, but mm-hmm. that's right. what she looks like in my head yeah. <laughs> with with shorter hair now. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good representation. I think you're the first person I've asked that question. Because, like, sometimes the mm-hmm. celebrity lookalike helps the most. Yeah. I mean, half the time I'm watching movies, I'm like, that guy could be my character. Like, Yeah. Um, she's got elf-like features. Like, her little nose. She's got really pointy features. Like, so she's a kind of a traditional-looking elf, I mm-hmm. suppose. Yeah, um, very sharp facial features. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller eyes. My new one is Rick Astley. <laughs> I happen to watch... For, and like, because I've always expected him to have like auburnish hair. Yeah. And, and like, like the hair is in like, I was sitting there thinking, like, he reminds me of somebody, like when I would draw him out. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there and like, I just happened to be watching Never Gonna Give You Up earlier. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, oh my God, even with the jacket and yeah. like the black underneath. And I was like, oh my God. Because <laughs> even the thing is, like, I've canonically, when I usually when I ask if people look like a traditional elf, mm-hmm. it's because my character is a half-elf, but does not show it. Like, mm-hmm. he has rounded features. Yeah. And so does Rick Astley. Like, he has, like, he a does. rounded nose and, like, rounder kind of larger ears. <laughs> but is still, like, a handsome man, of course. Uh-huh. And shaved completely, mm-hmm. like, bare, because, like, that's the half-elf, or that's the elf coming out in him. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I can't remember if his mom or dad or is the human or whatever, but they're hairy as I'll get out, I guess. Um, <laughs> What is her favorite color? Gold. Gold? Mm-hmm. Like a muted money. gold. I think it's just because it looks like shiny outside. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> outside, you know, it's typically like brown and stuff like that. And it's like she an just, autumnal gold, maybe? Yeah. Like, she she's attracted to the shiny thing. Like, everything mm-hmm. that she loots is usually gems or just anything that's kind of sparkly. Mm-hmm. So, just because it... Um, I don't know. Natural, just like, ooh, shiny. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, people, <laughs> people, animals, everything like shiny stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That you can... I mean, <laughs> that that ca- crab fellow sang a whole song about it. You know, so <laughs> I think his name was Sebastian. I don't know. Um, if you had... if Have you considered multi-classing? And if so... Well, I guess if so, you would have already done it. But mm-hmm. I guess... I haven't actually mm-hmm. thought about it. Pretty um, satisfied with... <clears throat> Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how she is. I think that the way that she likes to fight is still pretty representative of her being a rogue. Um, so, describe a fight. Or, not really describe a fight, mm-hmm. but boom, Pokemon encounter music happens. <laughs> what is Andraste's first move? Uh, get as far away as possible. Without, run away? <laughs> not run away, but get, get as far as the uh, the map or terrain will allow her to go. Mm-hmm. She has, um, I believe it's a feat. It's a sharpshooter. Okay. Which means that she doesn't have any disadvantage from distance. Mm-hmm. Um, so she can be up to, I think it's like, her longbow is up to 600 feet. So she can be that far away and still have no disadvantage because mm-hmm. of sharpshooter. Yeah. So she likes to be far away because her health is at the moment is the lowest in the party Mm -hmm. and um i'm not good up close all of my like melee weapons don't do much damage compared to my oath bow Mm -hmm. so i like to stay far away um do as much damage as i can i also have i think it's another feat um where oh yeah it's a sneak attack 
So it's just Rogue One. Um, if I have an ally within five feet of a target, I get sneak attack no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I can be far away, and the other people in my party can be, you know, up close, being like punching them in the face and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I can still get extra. At the moment, it's four d eight. Sorry, four d six. Um, added on to my one d eight oath bow. So it does a lot of damage, and if it's my enemy, which I can do with my oath bow, um, it's another three d six. So I can I can. Yeah, that's a lot of. I can that's uh, a lot of D's. throw down. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> from it. far away. So I'll do that, um, and I'll typically shoot and then um, bonus action hide. Mm-hmm. So if there's not somebody near, I can get a sneak attack again, um, or I can just like you know run around, peek, go back, mm-hmm. peek, shoot, go back, you know, so I don't get hit by long range weapons, and I also. I'm not seen and can get a sneak attack. Okay. Yeah, so definitely, like, uh, I mean, you're the ranged character to mm-hmm. a T. Um, but a stealth range as opposed to, mm-hmm. a, I guess, a positioning range. Like, one of my previous guests also is a ranged combat. Mm-hmm. From his playstyle, it sounds like, and also I've, I guess, seen it happen, is, like, area of denial ranged, where mm-hmm. he will set up something and try to work somebody into that position. Mm, and, okay. Like, be it a trap or... I mean, Home Alone style, I mm-hmm. guess. And that may have come through in my character in the session where mm-hmm. I do the same thing, but more just hardcore Home Alone and none of the um, setup. It's just hoping people to slip on my uh, ball bearings. <laughs> um, but are, are they particularly educated, well-read, or do they care for the arts, like... How are we doing? Uh, is there any like classical education, or is it a very down home what you need to know type? It's it's definitely what I need to know was taught by my clan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some I don't want to say street smarts, but in my travels, I learned several other languages. Trade including... route smarts. <laughs> I learned um, halfling. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the only thing. Because, like, common, obviously, yeah. you, you know. And I know Elvish because I'm an elf. So I just learned Halfling, I guess. Okay. Because um, they're pals. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Um, it is not a known fact, though, that uh, my character can't read mm-hmm. these other languages. Um, so I guess just, like, Halfling. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know about common yet. I don't know how proficient she is in reading common. She can speak it. She can speak all three of these languages fine. Mm-hmm. And then she can read Elvish because yeah. that's what she spoke at home. But um, since it wasn't classical learning, she didn't really, you know, look at all the alphabets. And she's like, huh, A, B, C. Mm-hmm. So she's not uh, too good at that. But um, as far as the arts goes, she can play the pan flute. Okay. Um... And I, I guess she likes music. She's not, not like a bard or anything, but mm-hmm. she can play it and she's good at it. But that's about as much as she cares for it. Okay, where would bard? I just remember that that was a spellcasting class, but they have to learn it. But it's like a cultural learning. Where would that fall in the spellcasters that she cares for versus? Um. I actually don't know too much about bards. Yeah, like, so. that's... I mean, that just occurred <laughs> yeah. to me. Like, literally, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not sure, hmm. actually. She'd have to, I guess, encounter one. Yeah. And then see how nice they were, and well, then decide. <laughs> yeah, I think... And it also is, like, a case-by-case. Case. Like, 
one of my characters doesn't like wizards, but it's literally only because one of them was mean to him once. And that was That's a DM fair. decision. That was literally <laughs> it. But he more resembles a wizard now uh, than he ever has. Um, have, there, have there really been any times that either you made a decision that the character wouldn't have? Or do you feel like you've played her honest? Or like have you ever got, kind of got your predilections in the way? Or anything like that? Um... I think I tried to play her as, like, honestly as I can. Um, definitely, I think you know what session I'm talking about. But there was one session where I thought she would have done something, but I didn't want to do it because I thought it would be risky. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> you, you persuaded me to do it. I'm glad I did because it's definitely in character of her. But mm-hmm. what happened is it was, um, I think it was a homebrew dungeon. I think so, too. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. Completely. But yes, I do know what session you're talking but about. But it was, there was a skeleton of a lich. I didn't know it was a lich. Mm-hmm. But or it was like the tomb of a lich. Yeah, the tomb. His yeah. skeleton his was like laying body, there. I don't know. Yeah. And he had these two black pearls in his eyes. And we were currently um, escaping the dungeon because uh, Cole's character had gone down for like the second time. Yeah. Um, one of our characters was the giant snake and didn't have much health left and couldn't like heal. And then we were all escaping the dungeon and Quite I saw literally running out. Yeah, like literally running as fast as we could. Um, past the lich on the way out. And I'm just sitting he here. He was just wandering yeah, around. Yeah, he was just wandering around. But I'm just sitting here like running past these doors because I'm, I'm so much further than everyone else because. You run fast. Yeah, I run pretty fast. So, um,. I was, like, kicking down these doors and, like, looking to see what was in there. And the very last door I opened was the lich tomb. And I see this skeleton laying there with the black pearls in their eyes. And I was like, I want one of those pearls. They're shiny. Yeah, they're really shiny. Really pretty. And so I sat there for a second, ran in, grabbed one, and then ran out. And then I believe at this point Cole's character... I had caught up at yeah, this point. Yeah, he caught not up. not as fast. And did I tell you about it? You, this was a hard moment for me as well, because I try very hard to, like, be the one who, even if I want to know something, be mm-hmm. like, you didn't say it out loud or whatever, but you were like, hey, I got this pearl. Like, you mentioned it, <laughs> like, casually. I'm like, did, I need to know this. Did you say this out loud? And I, and you were like, well, I feel like you, as soon as, check like, out this check, pearl. Out, check this out. <laughs> and, Running. And I, and you're like, yeah, there was another one in that room. And my character is 100% the type that if it ain't bolted down, it is quite possibly going to end up in his pocket. <laughs> and and here's the thing, not a rogue, just... Yeah. Just, just uh, like stealing. I'm like, I just want to steal. <laughs> and, and like, that was... The case was like, oh, cool. Well, and then kind of, like, waved around, did an arcana check, and I'm going to be real, that very likely was the Lich's phylactery, which mm-hmm. is, like, part of the lichification spell. Yeah. And I have a feeling... This is all, obviously, OOC. Our characters... My character would probably know this, because mm-hmm. I did really well for that Arcana check, but we probably shouldn't have taken those. <laughs> but... I was afraid if I took both of them, something would come out and try to kill me, and I was already low on health, and I was like, yoink! Yet. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a yet thing, because... Um, I, I was doing a little bit of research for my campaign, mm-hmm. and I was looking at witches, and I was like, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, but I don't remember if I've already offloaded it or not. I still have mine. I feel like I would have kept mine because mm-hmm. it's nice, and I can use it as a material component yeah. for something or to set up a trap yeah. or 
if I ever need to get a hold of Andraste, I can mm-hmm. just set it out and put a rope around it and then like yoink. Um, but <laughs> uh, so, how is she socially? You said she's not very no, no nonsense, but how does she like? Is she like particularly friendly? Does she like? How does she uh, conversate uh, or? Hmm. What is she usually interested in if she's talking to people? Um, I I know this is probably or does such she a basic take interest answer. in people? Not particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks to people mostly for information, mm-hmm. and then that's about it. it. Maybe if you can help her, she'll be like, "Okay, cool, mm-hmm. yeah, come along." But like, she's not out to make friends. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of there to do whatever the mission is. So she can accomplish her own goals. And if you just happen to be there and you can help her with them, fine, mm-hmm. cool. She just kind of stumbled upon her party that way, too. They were all doing a job. And she just kind of, like, stuck around with them because they just kept finding new things. And um, she's like, well, I guess it'll be easier with three than with one. So she just kind of fell into it that way. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, whenever she goes to bars, she likes bars. Yeah. She doesn't get, you know sloshed but she'll like have a, an ale or two mm-hmm. and just like talk to the people around her like is that her drink of choice ale yeah mm-hmm. um she'll just talk to the people around her and be like what's this town like what do you do here oh, all right anything weird going on mm-hmm. oh, all right cool and then kind of be the end of it mm. so she's single this is a legitimate question that i have i'm not just saying this because of our last session so you can say as much as you want you can say as little as you want. Is she single? Um, <clears throat> um, speaking from the last session, it's unknown because it she... kind of <laughs> happened. It kind of was like a yeah, like a, just a transition. Yeah, so like she's like, "Hey, uh, you want to be my girlfriend?" She's like, "Yeah," and then we went to uh, there was a raid. So I don't know what's happened. I don't know if she's dead. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we were left on the. <laughs> The hook. So yeah. is she, does she particular like, so she, um, so she's interested in girls? I think she just kind of like. I was trying like, to find a better way to ask yeah. that question. But so, like, does uh, she, does she tend. Does, you like women? So, uh, <laughs> women, huh? Well, see you later. Um, I don't know. I think she's just kind of like, just kind of like whatever about it. I yeah. Guess. Cause she, I don't think she would be expecting anything really long term. So she's like, eh, you're cute. Yeah. <laughs> You're cute, breathing, yeah. vertical. <laughs> cool. Good enough. <laughs> um, the girl did have a pixie cut, though, and mm. she likes pixie cuts. I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, was this a decision that you had in mind when making the character, or was this just kind of, like, happened along the session? I saw the picture of the swashbuckler, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> gotta be it i think all of us had that same <laughs> actually um and 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 how did your party react like were they there i mean i guess maybe not watching or anything like that but like um well one of them wasn't there one of them was outside sort of playing yahtzee <laughs> and then um the other one it, it was sounded like, like he was having the most fun <laughs> it was just like um we were at this, like, all-women's, I don't know, like, castle something yeah, like, hideout. It's 
society? Something like that, but... Um, it, it makes sense in context, Yeah, but, but one of the, these girls approached me, and the other girl in the party, they're like, oh, you want to have a sleepover and braid each other's hair? And we're like, sick, yeah. And so, you already have established you like having your hair braided. So. Yeah, I did establish that. <laughs> so I was like, sure, I'll be up for that. And um, so the other female character came with me, but she was in a, a separate room. Mm -hmm. So She missed they, out. Yeah, but we were holding hands at one point. I don't know. I don't remember their reactions, actually. I think they were just kind of like, huh. Yeah, so it seemed Neat. like it just went over normal. Yeah. And, All right, well, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, it's rather, I mean, obviously you don't want to be like, oh, I think I'm going to talk to this girl, and everybody like, Pfft. Yeah. So, uh, I don't really have anything from that. That was just, that was so <laughs> funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, it's, it's only funny because Heather and I, we we're uh, rather good friends and we used to live together and we, it's I like to tease her <laughs> because she's always like hey boys and then as soon as anybody says something she's like I want to hold hands so, so I want to go home I'm going to go home I need an adult <laughs> so for Andraste to basically do this and then like uh oh like, <laughs> I can't run and use my bow out of this it was uh, it was pretty funny um, but also, the rest of us were literally like, and draw, stay, and draw, stay, like, yes, yes, yes. It was it was a good night for, it seems, the entire party. Um, oh, Beecher. Poor Beecher. He'll be on a, uh, well, not really poor, it's just more like, I don't know how to feel about Beecher, but um, he's, that's going to be in a future episode, I think, but it sounded like it was a very sweet experience at the very least it was some wholesome hand holding there was some hand holding and so she cut my hair oh yeah actually i guess this would be about the time i would start wrapping up is there any thing are there any like um is there anything that the party doesn't know about her or is there like an idea that you want are thinking of implementing for her or what what do you think is the next step for um Andraste's development as a character. I'm hoping that eventually we can get to um, the whole clan situation. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how much of her party knows about what happened. I think Beecher knows at the very least. Mm -hmm. But um, I'd like to see that, I guess, developed more. I, I mostly just want to see how it plays out. Yeah. And see, you know... If they're alive. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, hopefully she does find your family. Hopefully alive as well, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, hopefully she finds them. She finds them dead. And like, uh, <laughs> why'd you wish this upon her? <laughs> um, let's see. That was, I had one more question. I uh, don't use a character voice, by the way. Hey. That'll do. You don't have a character voice? Not really. It's just a little bit more... Um, I feel like I talk lower, mm -hmm. and I'm a little bit more deadpan. Deadpan? But it's not not anything goofy or something that I wouldn't normally talk like, mm -hmm. I think. Okay. <clears throat> Actually, so you mentioned, like, previous characters before, mm -hmm. and but you mentioned that this is, like, one of your first characters made. Mm -hmm. Do you have experience playing roles other than yourself? And if so, how is that? How was that realized? Like, like playing role playing games and stuff. I, I guess that's the question. Um. I'm, I'm workshopping <laughs> this one. 
Um, I have played role-playing games before. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the more popular ones or my favorites would be um, Mass Effect, obviously, mm-hmm. and Dragon Age. More Those are, I think, a little bit more RPG than like Fallout, which I've also played, which is... It's like sort of it's, less. It's RPG, but less fantasy, but also yeah. still pretty fantasy. Yeah. In its own way. Mm-hmm. It's to me though, Fallout's like a little bit less character developmenty. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've also played Fallout, but I prefer Mass Effect and like really the story heavy ones. Um, and those, I tend to always play. Um, always female. Mm-hmm. I tried playing a male one time, and I just. Yeah. It depends on the story for me. Yeah. Because, like, for instance, Fallout 3, mm-hmm. I usually play a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, I could go either way. Because, like, mm-hmm. sometimes the story can feel compelling from, like, a female point of view as yeah. well. Um, it just kind of depends on... if I mean, if I don't know the story beforehand, it's harder, obviously, yeah. to know if how it's going to feel, but... Mm-hmm. I think Fallout 3, just like, you're just a guy looking for your dad. Like, that just feels pretty relatable, even though I haven't had to find my dad (laughs) in the middle of a wasteland before, but whatever. Uh, So, do you tend to lean towards elves, or... Absolutely. Absolutely. Every time. If you had to make another character, would you continue elf or go elsewhere? I would... Elf where? <laughs> I would still do an elf. I would probably do a different kind of elf just mm-hmm. to explore like the little nuances between Be the the drow that probably go like celestial. Or, oh, like, nice moon elf okay. or something like that. I think that'd be neat. Um, but yeah, I always play elf, and in Dragon Age, I was always a mage. Mm. I think I tried to play rogue surprisingly one time and i just wasn't very good at it yeah um so i always played mage this is actually the first elf that wasn't magical that i've played and it's it's actually very very fun yeah um and then in mass effect obviously i was just a human because that's all you could be um all of my characters though tend to be i would say probably hmm my Mass Effect characters tend to be lawful good, mm-hmm. and my Dragon Age characters tend to be chaotic good. But good just in general. Yeah. This mm-hmm. character is also, she's chaotic neutral, so it's just kind of like whatever happens. Yeah. It's sort of like just whatever she's going to do, like whatever she wants to do. In the player's handbook, it tends <clears throat> to suggest that elves tend to be pretty chaotic mm-hmm. um, just because of their ties to nature and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So as far as like the what resources we have... Other than just reading it, you know, I don't care. Uh, you know, that seems to be, um, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm out of questions. Is there anything you'd like to plug or, uh, any, I, I started the final thoughts process, but any final thoughts <laughs> from here on out? I came um, up with a few more questions after I started it. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think I really have anything I want to plug. Cool. Really. Yeah, that's about it. Nice. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for telling me about your elf. No probs. Thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> no probs. <laughs>